Okay, so uh, everybody for, uh, for coming. Uh, so uh, the inspiration uh, for tonight's shear, uh, really I was in the middle of preparing uh, one topic. And then I saw somebody had written an article about buying uh, gift cards to a non-kosher restaurant for employees and whatnot. We've talked about things related to that, but uh, since in the article which I saw, um, I think they uh, they were overly machmir about it, and it just it, my antennas went up when I saw that they said that it's no good. I said, how could that possibly be that they say that it's no good? Uh, I remember coming out clearly that it was it was mutter. So I said, uh, inevitably they must have read a marumako wrong. So I went ahead and I looked up their sources, and their sources said exactly what they claimed that it said. So then I got really nervous. Why do I have in my head that this is okay if the sources seem to point very clearly that it's something which is going to be problematic? So I'm sitting there literally saying, why did I say it's mutter? Why did I say it's mutter? Why did I say it's mutter? And then suddenly it hit me. And uh, you, so, were, you were muttering to yourself. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> very good. We're going to have a best of Bob um, <laughs> puns at some point. Um, so the outtakes. So, uh, so I want to share with you what, uh, you know, the, uh, the, the, the process uh, of all of this, and hopefully uh, you'll, uh, you'll agree with me by the time we're done, that my analysis uh, is, uh, is, uh, is correct. Okay, if not, you'll certainly, uh, I doubt that anybody will be shy to tell me that they disagree. Okay, so the beginning of this is, we're just going to review it quickly. But the beginning of this are sources which you saw a few weeks ago, maybe a couple of months ago already, uh, about uh, when we talked about being a driver for Grubhub. So the main thing over here is, this again falls into, as we're going to see, Kufyud Zion, having to do with uh, potentially doing business with non-kosher food. I think, Faith, I think last time you were on, it was... <laughs> I was just going to say, how did yeah. you do that? Yeah. That's um, crazy. Uh, amazing. So you'll think we talk about this every week, but we don't. It's just when you're here. <laughs> okay. um, so, so we'll start off with, the, with, with those same initial things, just to remind ourselves of what the, what the prohibition that we're dealing with is. And then actually, it turns out that after these initial sources, we're actually going to be nowhere near uh, the simon which people normally talk about. We're going to be in Hilchos Pesach, and we're going to be in the halachas of Yayin Nesach, as you're going to see the prohibition of wine. But here, the mission in Shviyas says, all we really need to know is, it says, uh, I don't know why everything, so one is not allowed to do business with, and we're going to skip to the end of the line, so you're not allowed to do business with non-kosher food. Buying and selling non-kosher food is something which is aser. That's uh, something, there's a machlokas, whether it's darais or darabonon, whether or not the prohibition is biblical or whether the prohibition is rabbinic. But there's nobody who says that doing business, buying and selling non-kosher food, which is, uh, which is meant for people to eat, nobody says that such a thing is, going, is, is permitted. And on top of that, the Beis Yosef over here, he writes <coughs> very famously, when we're gonna, cause we're gonna need this in terms of uh, giving away gift cards to, uh, to employees or potential clients and whatever, to be able to go to a non-kosher restaurant. So the Beis Yosef says, and this is the one thing we're going to see from Kuf Yud Zayin, from the Simon that discusses this. He says, So he just gives us the source. It would seem, that any time we're dealing with a food which is biblically prohibited, 
just like you're not allowed to buy and sell that non-kosher food and do business with it. So it's equally prohibited to go ahead and buy that food and gift it to a non-Jew. So in other words, the Hagos Maimon is saying, you may have thought to go ahead and take the word sechora, the word business literally. And business by definition is buying and selling. So the prohibition is only going to be violated in the event that you buy and sell the non-kosher food. But if you buy the non-kosher food and you gift it, so you didn't make any money on it. So maybe if the Easter is going to be literally business in here, you're not making any money off it because you're gifting it away. Maybe it should be permitted. So the guys, the Hagos Maimon says it's not true. Even gifting it away is a violation of this prohibition. It explains the Beis Yosef, Venerally hatam. The reason for this is because giving something away as a gift is a is ultimately a sale. Because the only reason you gift something to somebody is one of two reasons. Either, and this is the one that he addresses, is you feel compelled to go ahead and give a gift to somebody who's done something for you. So if you have a client who has been paying you money to, uh, for the service that you provide. So you're gonna to wanna to go ahead in the holiday season, send that person a gift because you wanna show appreciation for what they have given to you. Because if that were not the case, nobody gives away a gift for nothing. Everybody has an ulterior motive why they're giving a gift. The two reasons are either because you already gave me something and therefore it's proper etiquette that I should give something back. You gave me a birthday gift, so I feel compelled to give you a birthday gift back. Or the alternative is I'll give you a birthday gift now because I'm hoping that when my birthday rolls around, you'll reciprocate and you'll go ahead and you'll give me a gift back. But everything is reciprocity. There's no such thing as a free gift. Anytime a business is giving you a free gift, you can be certain that they're making more off of this gift than, uh, than, uh, than you are off of that free gift. And that's, uh, that, that's the way uh, the Beis Yosef says we look at things. Yeah, but so give, this, give, giving away a gift card is not the same as giving away the food. Um, yes. Why? Because they they can take the gift card and do what I they're they're the ones who are ordering the tray food. You're you're not giving them tray food. You're giving them you're giving them the right to buy tray food. I mean, okay, excellent, good, perfect. That's a perfect segue, Art, to move into Hilchos Pesach. I don't mean to scare anybody, but Pesach is a mere um, Shvat other other Nisan, a more, a more uh, four months away, three four months away. Got plenty of time. Don't worry. They, they don't even have the, the shelf stock, the jewel yet for Pesach, so it can't actually be coming yet. Okay, so they don't have anything else on the shelves, but they don't have Pesach either. So, but in Hilchah's Pesach, so it says as follows. So we know on Pesach, so you're not allowed to, uh, the, the, the relevant prohibition of Pesach is Chametz. So now, says Shulchan Aruch, Simen Tafnun Sivav, Mutulo Lomar Le'eva Bepesach. We're just going to translate it as a, an employee. But you're allowed to say to your employee on Pesach, Listen, here's 10 bucks. Go get yourself something to eat. Not a problem at all. That's not considered to be as if you went ahead and bought that food because you gave him that money and you said, listen, you could use this money to buy lunch. Even though you know perfectly well, he's going to run down to that, uh, the cart at the, uh, the bottom of the office building and is going to buy himself a couple of hot dogs. It's none of your business. You gave him money. It's now his money to buy his lunch. And if he decides that he wants to buy chametz, 
that's him buying chametz with his money, and it's not you. That's okay. That nobody disagrees. Aval, but lo yomar lo. What Shochan says you're not allowed to do is to say to him, save echol vani parea. You cannot say to him, listen, go to the restaurant, order yourself lunch. When you're done with lunch, tell me what the, uh, bring the bill to me and I'll cover the bill. Or let's put it just in practical terms. Listen, you go to the restaurant, you order yourself lunch and here's my credit card and you'll use my credit card to go ahead and pay for lunch. That you're not allowed to do because since your money is now being used uh, to, uh, to, uh, to, to purchase this food, so that is considered to be according to this opinion. So that is that would be permitted because you're I'm sorry, that's prohibited because that's essentially you buying the food. Then Shochanach says, Some people, however, say that even this is permitted. You could say to your employee, go to the restaurant, order yourself lunch, and send me the bill. I'll pay the restaurant for the uh, for the bill. Have them call me and I'll give them my credit card number. Ella in Cain, unless he him dinner. We'll, we'll skip the rest of it. Unless you go ahead and you give the restaurant money ahead of time. You give, you say to the employee here, give this hundred dollars to the uh, manager of the restaurant. Tell him that he should hold on to what we're going to see, but tell him that this hundred dollars will be used to go ahead and pay for your lunch. I want to run up a tap. I'm going to give myself credit in the restaurant. Here's the hundred dollars and. Uh, when you buy lunch, have them deduct it from my account. So that, Shulchan Aruch says, is Aser. So to get to tell the, according to the second opinion, to tell the employee, go get yourself lunch, have them bill me, the second opinion says that's motor. If you say to the, uh, to the, uh, to the, uh, the employee, I have $100 credit at the restaurant, go ahead and um, actually, uh, I send money to the restaurant. I say, listen, when my employees come in, go ahead and deduct their lunch from the money which I sent you. That, this opinion says, is Aser. Okay? Now, what is the basis of this Aser, of this Iser, should say? So, Mr. Burr explains. He says, if you go ahead and you front the money to the restaurant and say, let my employees get lunch off of this money, which I've already sent to you. So that would be Aser. Uh, uh, you went ahead and gave money uh, uh, up front to the storekeeper or the restaurant owner. And when you fronted the money to the restaurant manager, you instructed him, that, well, listen, when my employees come in and they want lunch, give them lunch and deduct it from this money. So that is not allowed. Why? Because then it's considered to be as if you, the employer, are feeding chametz to these employees now on Pesach. Why? Because the storekeeper, because when the restaurant manager gives lunch to my employees, he's acting as my shliach. He's my agent to go ahead and feed them. And in this case, it's going to be Aser, even in the event that I don't know for sure they are going to get Chametz, still it's going to be Aser because ultimately my money is being used in order to make this purchase. And since my money is being used to go ahead and to purchase this, uh, this Chametz, uh, the Chametz, Chametz lunch for the employees, so that's going to be a violation, even according to the lenient opinion, and it's going to be Aser. Okay, 
Steve, we're discussing just uh, whether or not you're allowed to buy gift cards for clients or employees to non-kosher restaurants. Is that something which is allowed or not? Yes, Faith. But what if it wasn't Pesach? Okay, excellent. So now, thank you for that segue. You guys are uh, really on the uh, on the Kadur over here. So now, continues the Mishabura. You're going to see, this is where you get to see, this is a, a circumstance where you get to see how uh, certain halachas are conceptual rather than contextual. And being that we're analyzing it uh, conceptually rather than contextually, that's why we can look at four different simanim in three different topics at the same time, because they all revolve around the same point. So that's why we're in one section of Yeridea, another section in Arachayim, a third section in Yeridea, and we can be all over Shochan Arach. And even though we're all over the place, it all revolves around the exact same issue. We're going to see, we're going to end up in Chosh but also. So, uh, so we're going to be all over the place, but it's all over the place, all around this one particular issue. And that is, thank you for that segue. So here, the Mishabur goes on to say, So go ahead and open up your Yeridea. In Simon Kuflam Beisiv Dal, that's the halachas of Yaya Nesach, the, the, the halachas of prohibited wine, non kosher wine, idolatrous wine, where you have a similar discussion over there. Shakasav Degam Behitim Lo Dinner. So, there, as we're going to see in a moment, we're going to see that we're talking about where rather than sending your employees to the restaurant to get lunch, you're sending them to the bar to get some drinks. And you know that they are wine drinkers and they're going to be ordering non kosher wine. Right at the regular uh, local uh, bar on uh, on a street corner, so the likelihood of them having kosher wine is somewhere between uh, uh, zero and one. We'll say one because sometimes they like that the the blue sparkly wine, so they may actually have that. But short of that, they're not going to have any other uh, any other kosher wine. That's uh, on a scale of one to ten. It's not happening. So, but over there, so we give the same the same parameters that if you go ahead and you buy it, if you. Uh, if you say to the non-Jew, here's a hundred bucks, go to the bar and uh, make yourself crazy, that's allowed, even if you know, even though you know he's going to buy non-kosher wine. If you say, go ahead and order drinks and have the bartender send me the bill. So the first opinion says that that's Asr. The second opinion says that that's going to be Mutter, unless you go ahead and you front the money to the bartender and say, listen, when my employees come in and they order drinks, deduct it from the hundred dollars which I sent you yesterday. So all of that is the exact same parameters, but then Shocharach over there by Yanya Nesach, by the non-kosher wine, he adds an additional point. And he says, even in the event that you went ahead and you fronted the money to the bartender, the only time it's Aser is if you say to the bartender, listen, here's a hundred dollars. You're not allowed to use that money until my employees buy wine equal to that amount. So you can't spend that $100 on Slurpees for your kids. You have to hold that, that money in, a, uh, in the drawer. And as, the, my, as my employees order drinks one at a time, you're going to make withdrawals. Let's say you give them $100 in fives. So every cup of wine, every glass of wine, which they drink, that's how uncouth I am, it's a cup of wine. <laughs> every glass of wine, which they go ahead and they order. So you'll take $5, you'll take one of those, five, one of those $25 bills, you'll take it from that pile and put it into your cash register. But I want the money to sit there as long as, until it's actually used up by one of my employees ordering a, a, a glass of wine. So that is going to be, uh, that we say over there is what's usher. But in the event 
then you go ahead and you say to the bartender, listen, here's a hundred bucks. You can do with it as you want. It's your money. Just give me a credit of a hundred dollars in your, in your ledger. And you'll go ahead and you'll make deductions as my employees come in, but you could spend that hundred dollars immediately, even before that money could be gone by the time my employees come in and actually, actually start ordering wine. If, if that is the, the agreement that you have with the bartender, that you could spend the money immediately, even before the wine is ever ordered, then it's mutter. Why is it mutter in that case? Because the rationale is, is that the only way it's going to be problematic is if my money is being used to purchase wine. That's the only way the issue is violated, is if my money is being used to purchase wine. So if I give $100 to the bartender and I say, listen, you could spend this money right away. I just want $100 credit as far as so that when my employees come in and they order wine, that you'll go ahead and you'll, you'll take it for my credit. So let's say in the, this scenario that the bartender says, thank you very much. And he goes ahead and he sends that $100 to pay ComEd. Okay, he had a bill and he used that. It was convenient for him to go ahead and pay $100 to ComEd. Now, when my employees come in and they say, I want a cup of wine. So who's paying for that wine? Who owns that wine, I should say. So I, it can't be me who owns that wine because the, the only way I could own the, the, that wine is if my money is used to purchase that wine. My money is long gone. It's in ComEd's accounts now, rather than in the bank, uh, uh, in the, uh, the bartender's account as of now. So if my money no longer exists and all I have is a credit, a credit cannot be used to purchase, to make me the owner of that wine. He owes me $100 worth of product, but since the money, since the, my money is no longer available in order to, uh, to, uh, to acquire that wine on my behalf for me, so therefore, I never own the wine, and therefore, it's going to be okay. So this sounds like, if we stop right here, if the, end of the, if the shear ended here, we would say the same thing is true of the gift card. Because the gift card is, I give them the $100, and I say, listen, here's $100. Every, no, nobody thinks that the, the store holds on to the gift card money until the gift card is redeemed. They go ahead, and that becomes part of their petty cash, or that becomes part of their regular revenue. That money could be long gone by the time you go ahead and walk into the restaurant, or not you, by the time your employee walks into the restaurant and buys uh, dinner from Outback Steakhouse. And since then, my money is no longer existent, or it doesn't have to be in existence at the time that he makes that order. So I never actually acquire that food. And therefore, it should it would be it would be permitted. So from Shochanar, the way Shochanar brings down this halach over here, and the way he explains what's going on in your day over there in Kuflamid base, it would seem to be that the gift card is going to be okay. Yes, Faith. Well, I, I was I was gonna say, like, even now you could go to Jewel and you can buy gift cards to anywhere. Right. So really your money is even at Jewel. Right, yeah, yeah, and then Jewel so. gives the money to uh, whatever Outback Steakhouse. You know, however they work out that. How I mean, I'm sure it's not even like that. It's like a clear. There's probably like a a gift card clearinghouse or something, and then the money. You know, whatever. I, I mean, who even knows? It's so far removed from the restaurant. As now, you you don't even have to walk into the restaurant to buy a gift card to that restaurant. You could go to Jewel or a gas station or something else, and by the by the time that person uses that gift card, your your money changed hands. Uh, who knows how many times? Excellent. Yeah. So that, that that will only serve to reinforce what our final conclusion will be. So can, can I can I throw out a, a thought here? Um, sure. 
um, it seems to me that you've brought one example from Chometz and one example from Yayin Nesach. Mm-hmm. Um, both Chometz and Yayin Nesach are Asur Bahana. Yes. But the treif meat is not asur bahana, so it's possible that these examples uh, are already more machmir cases than the one we're dealing with. Yes, excellent, very good. So in in, in a different shear related to this topic, so I use that leniency. That that leniency is used, but what we're going to try and do over here is we're going to say if it's mutter by yayin and if it's mutter by chametz bepesach, it has to be mutter by schar bevara masurim. So make a kavachoma that if even in those instances, which are, are as machmer as we could possibly get, it's going to be a, it's going to be mutter, then it's impossible to argue that by that lesser iser, that any way that that would actually be asa. So okay. you're absolutely correct. Absolutely. Okay. So, so far, if we stopped over here, just reading the Shulchan Aruch there in Hilchos Pesach, together with this Mishnah Brewer in his, in his explanation of what goes on in your day over there, we would say gift card should be mutter. Now, here is where everything goes south. On me, temporarily. Says the Mishabura, many Achronim disagree with that, that distinction. The distinction as to whether or not the uh, restaurant owner or the bartender is holding on to the money before your employees come in and use that credit or not. And they say it's going to be us under all circumstances. So, according to what the Mishabura just said, many Achronim are of the opinion. That if I go ahead and I give the money to the restaurant owner or to the bartender, and I say, when my employees come in and they order food, give it to them off of my credit, or they want to order some uh, glasses of wine, give it to them off of my credit. The achronim say that it's going to be awesome. Who are these yeah. achronim? Just uh, in case, you, well, yeah, just to na- one second, Art, just in case we want to name drop a little bit to know the, the weight of the people we're discussing over here. So the Sharetzion says, it's nothing short of the shach and the Taz, and the Prichadash, and the Gra. So we're talking about major league postgame over here, all of whom find themselves in the volume of Shulchan Aruch itself. It's not some, you know, safer that you have to go searching for in Bar Ilan or an Otsar Chachma that uh, nobody's ever heard of. These are all standards farm that you would find on Yoridea. And they're all of the opinion that this is going to be Yasser. And the only one that you have in your favor is and it's not like the Magen Avram who only quotes a lenient opinion, but you have this list of four very authoritative opinions who say that this is going to be us. So when you give the money ahead of time, it's going to be us no matter what. Yes, Art. Uh, no, now I'm convinced. I was going to say that the word comma doesn't mean many, it means some, but clearly now we see who the some are. Some, so, yeah. yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're pretty weighty. They're pretty weighty as far as that. They certainly cannot just be dismissed as uh, as uh, as nobodies. Okay, so now what does it actually say? So, you know, we, we don't have to read. Um, yeah, we, we don't have to read the, the Shokharach because we already saw that essentially in the Mishabura. This is source six over here. Is this place in Yayinesach, that halacha in Yayinesach, where he brings down the opinion and he says, um, actually, we'll just read that, that one line just to, so we can say that we saw it fully. So here, uh, with regards to sending your employees to the bar to order a glass of wine, so Shulchan Aruch there says, Kuf Lamed Beis, Sif Dalad, he says, Avalim Hiktim Lo Dinner Aser. 
in the event that you send the money to the bartender ahead of time and say, here's a hundred bucks, when my employees come in and order a glass of wine, so take it off of this credit, that's Aser. But then says Shochanarch, but the only time it's Aser is if you say to the bartender, you have to hold on to this money until I go ahead and uh, until we give the uh, uh, the uh, the uh, employees, uh, my employees, wine to drink. And then we'll go ahead and we'll make a cheshman afterwards, whether or not I have any change that you're going to refund to me, or they'll drink enough that all the money will be used up. Aval, and here's the key, this is the debated line. But in the event that you give the bartender the money and say, you are free to spend this money immediately, you can spend all of it, and you don't have to hold on to any of it. I just want to have $100 credit in your bar for drinks. So then, in the event that he needs it, mutter. So there he says it's mutter. So here's where Shochanach sounds like buying a gift card from the non-kosher restaurant would be mutter because they're going to go ahead and they're going to spend the money right away. They don't hold on to the money. They're going to spend it right away and it will be permitted. So this is the position that Shulchan Aruch goes at and, uh, and, and he adopts. Now, uh, now, what's this based on? Where did Shulchan Aruch get this idea from? So we go backwards a step and we go to the tour. Tour is also in Kuflam and Beis. So he writes as follows. He says, Kasava Rashba, so the Rashba writes, that which we said that it's Asr, to send your employees to the bar to get drinks. If you prepaid the bartender, that's only going to hold true in the event that you put this limitation on the use of the money. And you say to the bartender, I don't want you to spend that money until my employees actually order their glass of wine. And then, at the end of the night, we'll see if there's any money which is left over, and we'll uh, we'll uh, we'll square things away at that point. But in the event that you authorize him to go ahead and spend that money immediately if he needs it, mutter. So that is okay. So that's the Rashba. So Shochanarach is based on the Rashba. Comes along the tour, and he says, He says, I don't see that that should be correct. I don't think that that's correct. Because as soon as you go ahead and give $100 to the bartender, you have acquired $100 worth of wine. So you already own $100 worth of wine. And now when later that evening, when the employees come in and they order glasses of wine, what essentially the bartender is doing is he's giving your employees your wine. So since you went ahead and you prepaid, you acquired the wine, and now all the bartender is doing is giving them your wine, but since your money already purchased that wine, so that's why it's going to be usher. And that's why the, uh, the, uh, the tour says, I disagree emphatically with the Rashba. I hold that it's not going to be usher. And well, says- that the place sells what? other things. Uh, so hold, we're, we're going to get to that idea, hold on. So he says that um, uh, and now the base Yosef says, uh, now he says, it's an interesting thing and there's a lot of lumbus related. I just want you to see this idea because it comes up halachically sometimes in halachic literature sometimes. So the, uh, the base Yosef goes ahead and he, uh, he quotes 
he, he mentions the Rashba's lenient opinion. He then references the fact that the tour says it cannot be, it's going to be Asa because when you give the money, you've already bought it. And then says the Beis Yosef, Ain Safek. He says, I have no doubt. That the source of this Rashba is a work called Seif, uh, uh, Taurus Habayas. And the Taurus Habayas has two sections to it. There is safer, there's Taurus Habayas Hakatsar, the shortened version of the Taurus Habayas, and the Taurus Habayas Ha'aruch. And the Beis Yosef says that the reason why the tour is so quick to dismiss the Rashba is because he saw the Cliff Notes version of it. So since he saw the Cliff Notes version of it, which doesn't give you the real flavor of what's going on, so that's why he just like dismissed it with like a flick of his hand. He went and said, no, it, can't, it cannot be. Because he says, undoubtedly, Dean Cain, because it... Because if that was not the case, he said, if he actually read the Rashba's reasoning, which is not in the Cliff Notes version, it's only in the long version. If he had actually read through the reasoning which the Rashba gives as to why he feels that it's lenient, he would not have been so dismissive of it. He would not be so quick to just dismiss it by saying it cannot be, and he would have taken it much more seriously. And therefore, Shulchan Aruch says, since he's of the opinion that the tour who disagrees is based on the fact that he read the Cliff Notes version rather than the actual version, it's like deciding uh, you know, medical things because you read an article online somewhere rather than actually reading the paper inside, which actually has the study and everything which they did to, uh, to prove the thing. So if you make a decision based on that, so of course, who's going to take you seriously if you go ahead and you do, and you do so? So therefore, the Beis Yosef says, undoubtedly, he would have changed his position. But remember, and this is where the, the uh, this is where we face what seemed to be this brick wall, is the Mishabura told us in the Sharetzion, Kama Achronim, as Art was attentive to, Kama Achronim agree with the stringent opinion. They actually agree with the tour who dismisses the uh, Rashba's lenient opinion. So, oh, so granted, the Beis Yosef says, I, 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 he says, I'm certain that the, uh, the tour must not have read the full version of the Rashba. He must have read the Cliff Notes version of the Rashba. But all of the Achronim after the Beis Yosef, they saw the Rashba, they saw the tour. They saw the Beis Yosef's comment on the tour, and they still agree with the, with the tour. So if you have these people who now were able to survey the whole playing field over here, and they saw all three opinions over here, the lenient opinion, the stringent opinion, and the one who disagrees with all of that, if they say all of that, and they still agree with the tour, so there must be a rationale to it. And as the, the Mishabur seemed to indicate, that he seems to pass in that way. There's a rule that some uh, later Achronim have that if you look back at the language, it's important to, uh, to be aware of when you're reading Mishaburas, that when the Mishabura presents two opinions, and one of the opinions, usually it's a second opinion, he introduces the word aval, that's what you have now in source four, aval, so there's some authorities who say that that means that that's the opinion that the Mishabura passes like. This is what some people say, aval, but that we're always going to pass like the aval. So if you adopt that approach, that means the Mishabura himself is agreeing with the tour and the shach and the taz, that such a thing is going to be also that if you prepay the restaurant or if you prepay the bar, so it's going to be also. And this is going to be the major impediment as far as, and this is the basis of this article, which I read, which said that buying gift cards to the non-kosher restaurant is going to be also because the Mishabura is going like the tour, the shach and the taz who adopt the stringent opinion and say that even if you prepaid, 
and you allow the merchant to go ahead and use all of the money before your employees ever come in, it's still going to be awesome. So this is where, I, this, it was at this point, what was the phrase that you used, Bob, before? That I'm what? Your earlier pun? Muttering. Okay. Muttering, yeah, so I'm muttering. So as I sat there muttering and trying to figure out why I thought that's going to be permitted, when it seems to be pretty explicit that's going to be problematic. So um, I'm banging my head and then suddenly I say, okay, you know what? Let's look at what the Shach and the Taz say. And maybe from the wording of the Shach of the Taz, then it will come back to me as far as why uh, I hold that it's mutter. So if they, they, they essentially say the, the same thing. Uh, <coughs> let's just read it in the Taz. We'll just read source 10 um, as to what he explains. And he says, So this is now the Taz on, on Shulchan Aruch over there in the section of Yayinessa. He says, He says, in my opinion, the tour is correct as opposed to the Rashba. In other words, that we, we have to adopt a that if you go ahead and you prepay the restaurant or the bar, we're going to have to go ahead and be stringent and say that it's not allowed. Now, even though generally the rule is that when you pay for merchandise and you don't take delivery of it, you just give money for merchandise. So halakhically, giving money does not constitute a Kenyan. You haven't acquired anything. If you just give money, you have to do Mashiach. You have to pull the object into your possession. You have to do Hagbah, lift up the object. But just giving money for that is, uh, is meaningless. That's only going to be true when we're talking about a non-Jew from a Jew. That's a tour, okay? Skipping the technicalities. But between two Jews, so money does constitute a Kenyan. That would be a valid and binding and uh, uh, irretractable Kenyan. Like the Gemara in Bab Metziah tells us, I think the fourth parak of Bab Metziah. And therefore, when you go ahead and send $100 to the bartender for drinks, so you have that money which you gave him has already made a Kenyan for you. Like it says in Chosha Mishpat, in Simen Kuf Chafav. So now we've got three out of the four sections of Shulchan Aruch already covered. So we've got Archaim, uh, Yordea, and now Chosha Mishpat. So we've got a hat trick. And, and he says, skipping the proof, he says, where what the proof is from Kuf Chafav, he says, Hachanami, Kenhu. So here also, in this case of sending money to the bartender, it is the same thing. And here's going to be the key line, which we're going to focus on, which is going to be critical. The Once you went ahead and you gave the bartender $100 towards the purchase of wine, you have acquired $100 worth of wine. So there's $100 of wine, which the bartender now has in his physical possession, that's earmarked for you, that, that halakhically, you are the owner of that. And being that, you went ahead and made a Kenyan on that wine. So that is essentially what the tour said. If you go back and you, you read the language of the tour, he said that when you give the money, so you effectively make a Kenyan and acquire the wine. And since you've effectively acquired that wine, when they, uh, your employees ultimately walk into the bar and they order glasses of wine, that's your wine 
which is being poured for them. And since you went ahead and prepaid and you bought that wine, you've already violated that, that iser of getting benefit from the wine. So now let's just, uh, let's, let, let's put that into, into different words so we appreciate exactly what the Chumrah is and what the Chumrah is not. So the Chumrah is, is that when making a trans, engaging in any sort of transaction with the restaurant owner or with the bartender, uh, in, in the time that in, in what the, the tour and the shach and the taz and the mishabur are talking about is where, the, let's use the, the example of the bartender, he has wine in his cellar, which is available for sale. You go in there and you say, here's $100. Since you gave him money and he has product, which he's going to give to your employees on hand in his possession already. So you have effectively acquired $100 worth of wine. So since you've effectively acquired $100 worth of wine, that already violates the issue because you're not allowed to own this Yayin Nesach. And certainly you're not allowed to get benefit from Yayin Nesach in the sense that it's now being served to your employees. That is something which is absolutely awesome. Now, getting back to what Faith mentioned a couple of times, when I go ahead, let's assume that I actually go into Outback uh, Steakhouse and I order the, uh, the gift card uh, in the store. So I say, I want to buy a $100 gift card. They say, sure, no, not a problem. And they go ahead and ring it up. Now, if my employee goes in next week and he orders a steak, believe it or not, from Outback Steakhouse. So is the steak which is going to be served from, to him a week later, was that in the store at the time that I bought the gift card? Not a chance, somebody in the food industry. Not a chance that they have, uh, that there's a shelf life of the steaks and the stuff which they are serving there. They do, I assume that there's not much which they keep on hand. And certainly the important stuff is something which is, they're constantly going through and they buy it in a sense as they need, or maybe one day ahead or something like that. But they don't keep, they don't have a warehouse of steaks which are just hanging over there, waiting for people to go ahead and order them. So being that, so the whole, the whole chumrah of the tour and the shach, and the taz, and the mishabur, and all of that, is based on the assumption that when you prepay the bartender, or you prepay the restaurant owner, the stuff which ultimately is going to be served to your employee is already in store, is already there on premises, and therefore you can make a Kenyan on that stuff with that money. But the, in practical terms, in 21st century um, restaurants and bar, bars, maybe, yes, but in 21st century uh, restaurants, there's no way that when you go ahead and you buy this money, which they, you buy the gift card, which they have the right to spend that money right away, there's no reason to assume that you've acquired any of the food which, have, which will ultimately be, re, be served to your employee. Because by the time he comes in to redeem that gift card, it's a whole new set of everything food. It's not the same food at all. So therefore, since you never acquired the food, which is ultimately going to be served to your employee, you have that disconnect between the money that you gave the bartender or the restaurant owner and what ultimately is going to be served to your employee when he goes in there and orders a glass of wine or he goes in and he, uh, 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 or he orders the, uh, the steak. And being that there's a disconnect because what's served is not connected to the money that you gave him. There's a, it's not going to be the same thing. So everybody would agree that you're not making any Kenyan on that food because it's not that food which is going to be served to your employee when he comes in two days from now, a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, when, since he has the option to come in at any time. So there's nothing which you acquire at all. If you remember from other shiurim, which we've given on related topics, uh, this is what we call it back in the time of, of these postkim, of these earlier postkim. So they were talking about an actual Kenyan 
an actual acquisition of product. Nowadays, what happens is when you buy a gift card, even if you go into the store directly, and certainly if you buy it in Jewel, it's only more so that way, that there's no way that you're buying any food because you're in Jewel, you're not in the, uh, in the, in the restaurant. But uh, what, what's happening now is, is what you acquire from the restaurant is what we call a Kenyan Hischaivus. They have an obligation to give you a credit towards the purchase of whatever it is that you want. But there's nothing which you actually could acquire in terms of actual product at the time that you buy that gift card. And being that the whole Chumrah was, Geboit, was built on the fact that when you prepay, you're actually acquiring something uh, at that time. Since nowadays, that's not the Metzias, that's not the reality of the facts on the ground. You're not acquiring anything at that time. So then this is, everybody would agree with the Rashba over here, that no Kenyan is taking place on any wine or any steak or any non-kosher food. And therefore, it actually is a very good etza to go ahead and rather than buying them turkeys or something, to go ahead and buy them gift cards to non-kosher restaurants. And that way they could, uh, they could uh, freely use it as they wish. And even if they're going to go ahead and they're going to buy non-kosher food, it never becomes yours because the money is already spent. And at the time that you gave the money, you buying the gift card, you weren't acquiring any product whatsoever. And therefore, there's no reason to be a machma over here. And this is actually one of the best eights that we have in order to be able to, uh, to give non-Jewish employees or non-Jewish clients an opportunity to get something that they want. Um, yeah, okay. That's, uh, that is my basis for, uh, for issuing this uh, uh, Alenian Pesach. Thank you. So if, if, um, if it takes the restaurant a couple of days to use up all of the food that's on hand, do you have to wait a couple of days between when you buy the gift card and give it to the employee? Uh, I, I don't think so. I think because being that, that is the, uh, that's, that's the understanding is that you're not buying food. Nobody thinks when you go into, the, into, the, uh, into a, a restaurant to buy a gift card that you're acquiring actual product at that time. Everybody understands that that's a king and he's chayvus. That there's a, there's a, they're selling you a credit and that credit can be used towards the purchase of food at some point in the future, but you don't actually own anything. You just own, all you own is the gift card. All you own is that star, which says that they owe you, that they owe you um, $100 worth of stuff. Okay. So I think so even in the event, even if you give, even if you buy it in the morning and you give it to them lunchtime and they go running out at lunchtime in that, that very same day and they, uh, they spend the gift card, even then I think it's fine. Similarly, you, it's actually similar to what the Shulchan Aruch, uh, what the Shulchan Aruch says, is that all you need to do, it, it, the lenient opinion of Shulchan Aruch, which is like the Rashba, just says as long as the, uh, the bartender is authorized to spend the money right away, even if he doesn't, it's irrelevant. But as long as he's able to spend the money right away, so the, the, the Rashba said, you didn't make any Kenyan, because your money is not, is not being used towards that purpose of purchasing product. So I think the same thing would be true of buying the gift card, delivering the gift card, and redeeming the gift card all within the span of an hour or so. All of that would be okay. You could even bring them all. You could, everybody could drive to Outback Steakhouse. Say, guys, wait in the car a minute. You run in. You buy five uh, gift cards for $100. You go to their cars, and you deliver to each one of them. Here's a gift card. Here's a gift card. Here's a gift card. Even that's going to be motor. Even though they're running right in afterwards, and they're going to buy the steak right then, even that would be motor. I would say that that's motor. Now I just have to call my friend and uh, find out, uh, you know, discuss it with him and see if I could convince him if he's as, as amenable to this as you guys are. <laughs> How does it work um, if you have a company 
credit card, right? I mean, we kind of mentioned this, right? But, and you give them the company credit card to go buy lunch, like let's, or, or whatever. They work longer than their shift. And normally they, you know, whatever, bring their own lunch, but you're doing something and you, you know, you have to, I mean, our, just like we have to pay our people on time and all that stuff, we have to like feed them if we're keeping them for too long and care for them, right? So if if it's the company's, I own the company and it's my credit, you know, it's the company's credit card. Yeah. And I say, go buy yourself lunch. And it's uh, not Pesach. Yeah. So uh, I, I'm of the opinion that that, that would that, that's a problem because the way Kenyanim work as far as uh, uh, credit cards are concerned, is we consider the giving of the that the transaction is between the merchant and the credit card holder, the one whose name is uh, is responsible. So if it's my if it's my company credit card and it's associated with my name, so when I send you in or I send an employee in, employee to go buy something with my credit card, so I'm effectively the the customer. So I'm 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 effectively buying it and then gifting it to that employee. Would it be the same thing like if like sometimes um, employees have their own name on the card, even though it's the company card? Like, so and if, then they're they ju- if they're just an authorized user, but ultimately it's my, uh, it's, it's my, uh, my, my uh, social security number is on the account. Right. So then I'm, I'm the buyer. Okay. Even then. Yeah. What if we designate an amount, right? Like instead of giving them $10 cash, I'm giving you, um, spend up to ten dollars. Here's the card. Um, still a problem. If if you buy a Visa gift card, certainly that's okay because because no, we talked about giving them cash, and then if you give them cash, then they could go ahead and they could do with it. They have to acquire it. So if you give them a hundred dollars cash, that's permitted. That we said is okay because there's an acquiring. Right. If you're giving them your credit card, so the, they never own that money. Okay. You're just telling them you could use up to this amount of my money, but it's still your money. Okay. Got it. Okay. You have all it. So thank you all for uh, for coming. Thanks, Rabbi. Appreciate it very much. Are you, are you going to have questions?